Dr. Kristen Oja here, entrepreneur and functional medicine expert. Welcome to Little By Podcast, where our goal is to empower you to achieve optimal health, one step and one episode at a time. Taking a functional medicine approach will cover a variety of health and wellness topics, from how to optimize performance to how to balance your hormones and everything in between. This podcast is for educational purposes only, so please be sure to consult your healthcare provider before incorporating any changes into your daily routine. Now grab your headphones and let's go for a walk as we take steps towards becoming your best self. I'm so excited for this episode with Nikki. She is our new movement specialist at Stat Wellness. And we're so excited to have her because she brings this wealth of knowledge into functional training and kettlebells. And so I really wanted to have her on the podcast today to talk about why train with kettlebells, what are some different exercises you can use with a kettlebell. Um, So Nikki, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So tell us a little bit. So I know a little bit about Nikki and we're both dancers. Um, and so we were talking a little bit about why she kind of went from dancing to strength training and how kettlebells was like a natural transition. So tell us first, like, why did you start training with kettlebells? Yeah. So I initially got into fitness to kind of feed my love of dance. I was teaching like, uh, Zumba and like cardio and a lot of that stuff. And then, um, I met my husband and he kind of introduced me to strength training in general. And I fell in love with it because I had never strength trained before. And I just wish that I had been introduced to that as a young dancer. It could have been so beneficial. Um, but kettlebells really became a big part of my life about three years ago. It just, was a totally new toy in the gym at first. And when I started working with them, I realized the attention to detail and it almost felt like choreography, almost felt like dancing to me. And that was what really drew me to kettlebells, that and just how functional they are, how multifaceted they are. You can use them in so many different ways. They're so portable, like they're just such a great tool. Um, And that's really what drew me to kettlebells. And now I have three different certifications in kettlebells specifically. I didn't even know that. What are the three? Is it? Yeah. So, uh, there's the big certifying body is RKC Russian kettlebell certification. Uh, there's another called strong first, which is basically just a different faction of the same thing. Um, so I have level one and level two. So you certify with learning, different moves. So level one is like the basics. You do goblet squat, deadlift, presses, all of those things. And then level two is more of like the fun stuff um, that really you're not going to use a lot with clients, but it's just kind of building on top of what you already know and getting into more of the nitty gritty of kettlebell training and learning to refine your, your skill set. And then my other certification is a brand new certification. It's called Deviate. Um, and it just kind of changes the way you set up, um, your kettlebell movement and it looks at things in a new and different way. And like the Turkish getup is a little bit different. It's, it's about, um, just changing the way we think about things in strength training and, and trying them a different way and seeing, well, what does that do? Yeah. So, so is yeah. it like different breathing techniques and different like movement patterns or the breathing is the same. Um, however, you know, the, the, the Turkish getup 
traditionally is very um, kind of stilted and you like stop at yes. each step. And he, the the man who created this, um, he has you do it in a much more fluid motion. So for instance, that like relearning that movement, I was like, oh yeah, broke my brain. Well, and that's even if you think about it more functional in nature, because how often are we like moving halfway Stop. up, Stop. stopping, yeah. moving no, part way up? Not at all. Uh, so and you change where the bell is set between your feet. So when you start a swing, the bell is behind you. Oh, okay. So it's encouraging you to get into a deeper, to access like a deeper hinge, hinge and squat position. And also it's kind of better when you're teaching someone who hasn't worked with kettlebells before and has no preconceived notions, teaching certain things with the bell behind the feet is actually a little bit more intuitive. Mm -hmm. The swing, I like it in front of me because I feel like the pendulum makes sense. Yes. Right? When you're doing a snatch, when you're doing a clean, starting behind the heels actually keeps the bell closer to the body. And so the line, the trajectory of the bell makes a lot of sense in that way instead of hiking it behind you and then throwing it over your head. Yep. So many people swing it so far away from them and then it's terrifying when they get to the top. Yes. That you have that big bang on your wrist that nobody likes. Yes. So it's just another way of coaching people to use bells and um, just an interesting perspective and a nice fresh approach to kettlebells. Well, I know we were talking because kettlebells were really intimidating, like for me, and I've been strength training, I've been doing group fitness and I started with body pump, you know, 20 years ago. Oh yes. (laughs) That was my first body pump. Yeah. That was my first (laughs) certification that I got was body pump. Uh, for those of you guys that don't know, it's like an hour of weightlifting, um, with a barbell, but you're doing set to music, Yeah, set to music, (laughs) different rates. You're doing like a squat for four minutes and 30 seconds continuously. Time under tension forever. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that was both, we were both certified in body pump, but moving like onto the strength training and scene and then getting away from like a barbell or a dumbbell and moving to a kettlebell. Like I felt like a deer in the headlights. Like how do you use this kettlebell? What is the right weight for me? Like holding it required so much wrist strength, which required you know, so much balance and shoulder stability. And it was just a a very intimidating thing. So if you guys are listeners and you've like never picked up a kettlebell because you're like me and it's intimidating, you're like, what do I do? Um, there's hope and it really can be such a good functional training. And one of the things we were talking about with Nikki is like, she really needs to create a kettlebell program on our app so that some of the people that are looking at starting out, like what would be a kettlebell basic and what would be a more advanced kettlebell program. And so, um, yeah, I'm, so excited to have you here with your knowledge on kettlebells. And I know you mentioned some of this before, but we were talking about how it's one of the easiest ways to train in multiple planes. So you can move your body in so many different ways, which are very functional in how we like twist to pick up our purse or how we reach to grab a shoebox from the top shelf or how we hinge down to grab something our child dropped. Like a lot of these moves are functional and and we have so many patients come in that are like, well, I can't deadlift or I can't squat or I can't do a kettlebell swing. And, you know, some of these things are very, they're basic movement patterns. And so it's making sure you have the right form and making sure that you have the right weight and all of those things. Like, of course we want to make sure we do it safely. Um, but anything else you were saying, like you can get kettlebells, you can do them anywhere. They're easy. They're portable. You can do them at home. 
you can work through different planes. They're very functional in nature. I know we were chatting about that. Any other like big benefits of kettlebell training to add to those things? Yeah. Um, to me, they're more than just a strength tool. You can use, I mean, anybody who's done kettlebell swings properly knows that that is cardio. Oh yeah. For sure. And doing those ballistic moves. So like a swing, a snatch, those are considered ballistic moves. So those are power moves. You're generating a huge amount of power. And that is another amazing way of training that incorporating power into your strength training is just going to kind of change the game. Um, and I know young dancers, like to me, if I had been given that tool as a young dancer, oh my gosh, can you imagine how beneficial that would be for young athletes? It's just, it's huge. So power training is a great, um, a, you can do that with kettlebells and it's just, it's so much easier. I think it's more accessible than maybe a barbell, mm -hmm. especially if you're maybe a young woman who probably weighs like maybe only twice what a barbell, barbell. weighs. Um, being able to pick up a kettlebell and, and feel powerful and strong with that is, is a pretty cool thing. Um, that and the attention to detail, the focus that is required when training with a kettlebell, you cannot just come in and start swinging a kettlebell around. You will hurt yourself if you do that. You have to be tuned in. You have to be aware of what you're doing. You need to be aware of your breathing. I know some people don't like to hear that, but like it, there is mindfulness in your training. Oh yeah. And it's, it's super important. Well, and if you guys listen to the episode with Caitlin, that's like a big thing we talked about with pelvic floor too. It's like, you know, so many people forget breathing through exercises. Like it's really, and that's where a lot of the movement patterns with kettlebells can really encourage that breathing pattern too, which I think is great. And we were talking about dancers and I think why to, you know, you brought up a few times, like if I had this, it would be so beneficial. And I think a lot of young athletes get a lot of the flexibility, but not the stability. Ability sure. that comes with that. And, uh, we were both dancers again, and there were so many injuries. We had so many people with injuries, um, yeah. in dance. I was in physical therapy starting at the age of 16. Yeah. Why? And it's like, if you had incorporated in some of the strength training in those years and some of the stability and the core and the focus, all yeah. of that, I mean, it's just, it's huge. The, the issues that I dealt with when I was dancing professionally. And when I was a young dancer training to become a professional dancer, I don't even have those issues now. Yeah. And I'm in my mid thirties, not to say that that's old, but you know, I was dealing with those issues because of like chronic overuse and not having the strength to support all this work that I was constantly doing. Oh yeah. You know, so if I had been given those tools as a young person, I don't think that it would have ever dealt with knee issues, having lower back pain, it, I, I could have solved all those problems before they even happened. And you just think of simple things too, that we do throughout the day. Like it's, you know, I, I've talked with a few women that they've had torn rotator cuffs because they constantly are reaching back and pulling their purse and they don't mm -hmm. have the stability in their shoulder joint to support those movement patterns. Yeah. And then you also think about like osteoporosis, which is decreased bone density. It's like some of this functional strength training, the cardio, all of this can really keep your bones strong. And there's so many things when it comes to longevity and strength training. And I love that you brought in the cardio too, because there's a lot of people, um, I like to run one day a week, but not more than that. Like it's, that's all I do as far as like 
purposeful cardio, but pulling in the ballistic training while you're doing strength training. We talk a lot about the benefits of heart rate variability. So when you're training and your heart rate's going up and down and up and down, it's great not only for our heart health, but it also helps with our healthy cholesterol. It helps with blood sugar sensitivity. It helps you actually burn more calories through the exercise while you're still maintaining the benefits of the strength training. So there's so many benefits in this heart rate variability. Uh, so tell us a little bit, and I know it's very hard in a podcast to describe certain exercises. So you'll have to do our program that we'll eventually have on the app, but tell us like five of your favorite exercises, mainly with kettlebells, but also just in general and kind of why you really focus on these five kind of core movements. Yeah. So when you begin training with kettlebells and when you start to like go down this path of getting certified, there are six or seven basic moves that you have to do correctly, proficiently, um, and that your technique checked on when you go to get certified. And those to me are the most important. Um, and one of them that is not necessarily something you get checked on when you get certified is carries, but those, I don't, I don't know if we put enough emphasis on that in fitness in general, but carrying heavy things is huge. Like you do it every day in your life. You carry things that are awkward, that are uncomfortable to carry, your grip strength's getting tested, your shoulders, your posture, your core strength, like carries are huge for me. So I am always incorporating carries into people's programming because it's just such a functional way to train your whole body. So carries is definitely one of the ones that's most important to me. Do you um, do more unilateral carries or do you do bilateral or do you mix in both? I, I do mix in both and I also do overhead. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. to to spice it up a little bit. <laughs> Great. I love it. And unilateral carries for me have been really game changing because you are holding something heavy on one side of your body only, and you have to hold yourself in alignment. So it yeah. forces that posture and core strength, which seems so basic, but also I think about how heavy my purse is that I'm holding on one side of my body all the time and not yeah. paying attention to how I'm holding the rest of my body. So I totally love that you brought up carries. Yeah. What's carries two? are huge. Um, swings, I think would probably be another one that's such a, it's a basic kettlebell move, but it is also incredibly challenging and you really have to know what you're doing in order to master the swing. And that takes a long time to, to actually get it right. Everybody can swing a kettlebell, but to do it correctly yes. and to do it in a way that's like channeling all the power, um, that's really strengthening your hips and that's grounding you into the earth such an important thing. I don't think people really focus enough on how important your feet are in training. Um, and that that's another big thing in kettlebells is training barefoot uh, because that connection to the ground is going to tell you a lot of tales about how your body is actually moving. So kettlebell swings are big for me. I know that my, when I do kettlebell swings consistently, my glutes have like never been so sore. Okay. Like I feel like even more so than the days I heavy deadlift. It's like, I love kettlebell swings too. Yeah. They're, they're fantastic. And I think a lot of times people start to lift with the arms. We get a lot oh, of that. Yeah. And once you train them into that hip action, really being the, the propulsion for the bell, 
it's a game changer. Well, and that's the only way that you can go up heavy too. Oh yeah. Like really get like, that's a, a lot of people are like, this is the heaviest I can do. And they're holding a pink. Right. And I'm like, well, it's cause you're lifting, you're doing an upright row. Right. You know, like it's, you're just yeah. straight up lifting it with yeah. your arms and, and <laughs> your shoulders are going to be messed up. Right. Right. All right. Number three. Um, so couldn't, couldn't do this without a squat. Yes. I mean, <laughs> couldn't do it without a squat. And the beauty of a kettlebell is that you can unilaterally load again for a squat. Um, you could do a goblet squat. You can do like sumo squats. You can do literally, you could do overhead squats. You could do any kind of squat with a kettlebell, but I especially like doing like a single arm rack for the kettlebell because you're loading your squat in a different way that you might not normally load your squat. And you may feel it in places the next day, like your upper back and you're like, for sure. Because you're getting some of that front rack and that unilateral. And so again, why kettlebells? Like, how cool is that? Yeah. Like with a barbell, you could do a front rack and work your back, but like you can't add that unilateral component in there. Right. Right. That's another big thing. And then offset as well. If you have one up racked, one down by your side, like holding it down, like almost like a deadlift, which is of course the next thing. Number four. <laughs> you can't, you can't do anything without a deadlift. To me, like Nothing is more functional than a hinge. I mean, I love suitcase deadlifts. Mm. Again, unilateral. You can do it bilateral. Either way, they're fantastic. I mean, single leg. There's just so many options with a kettlebell. You're literally not restricted at all in the way that you can move with a kettlebell. So it just allows you to kind of open up your training in a different way and, and do deadlifts in a way that maybe you were unable to do them before, especially with a barbell. You might feel intimidated to try a single leg deadlift with a barbell, but with a kettlebell, it, it feels a little more accessible. You can go a little bit lighter. You can test yourself first and, and see like, okay, how's this going before you just like jump it right It feels in. more natural to hold, like oh, especially yeah. with things like a single leg deadlift. It's like a grocery bag. Yeah. It's like a diaper bag. It's like yep. the things that we pick up and carry every day. It's my husband calls it a cannonball with a handle. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. It looks like that. It really does. I mean, and I think that's why it scares people because you look at it and you're like, oh my gosh, it's just a piece oh, yeah. of metal that I'm going to like fling around my body. But I think that's the other really important thing is getting with a coach who really knows what they're doing. You can't just walk up to a kettlebell and expect to nail it, you need to work with someone who knows what they're doing. Well, not only does that make sure your form is safe, but also builds up your confidence. Totally. And then you know, like, okay, now I'm ready to go up to that next weight. I find so many times people don't push themselves in what weight they can do safely because they aren't sure if they're doing it the right way. And uh, I think that's such a benefit of having a coach too. Yeah. And what was the fifth exercise? So the last one is a little bit tricky, but the Turkish get up got to be the Turkish. I need get to up. try the Turkish get up with the flow. Cause I think Caitlin, she loves the Turkish get ups. Um, I don't, the Turkish get up is like my least favorite that and lunges are like my two least favorite exercises. I mean, you're lunging in the Turkish get up. So like, it's a combo move for you. It's probably a reason I need to do more of them, but I need to try the fluid. <laughs> yeah. Motion. I'll have to, I'll have to like work on that one with you. Cause it's, it's really interesting. It's very different. It feels more like dancing to yes. me. Yes. It feels like choreography. Yes. Um, but that's also why I like the Turkish getup is it's like you have to pay attention. Yeah. You have to be 
okay, this is where my foot is. This is where my arm is. I'm pressing into the floor. I'm breathing. Where's the bell? You have to be aware of your body and the bell in space at all times. And proprioception is like a huge part of movement and kettlebell training. And it's just something that people maybe take for granted in their lives. And that's another reason that I love the Turkish getup is you just well, have total body. I mean, it's completely. And one of the big things that they've looked at for longevity is can you get off the ground without putting your hands? Yeah. Like, can you stand up from the ground? And that's like a big longevity marker uh, tied to all cause mortality. And so it's like, okay, if you're mastering Turkish getups and you're using kettlebells and they're weighted, it's like, tell someone to go from sitting to standing. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, they'll be fine. Oh yeah. They'll, they'll get there. <laughs> well, is there anything else that you want to add as like a final tip for anybody that's thinking about starting kettlebell training? Yeah. I think just don't be afraid of the bell. Like you're in charge and make sure again, that you're working with a good coach, um, that really knows what they're doing with kettlebells. Um, there's a lot of misinformation on the internet, uh, especially when it comes to kettlebells. Uh, Instagram is a scary place sometimes <laughs> with the kettlebell world. I see a lot of it. It gets like push to me because that's what I do. And, you know, I just really encourage people to find a, a person, a trainer who really knows what they're talking about and can really guide you through that stuff. Like my husband and I offer one-off little sessions where you can just send us a video, Yep. you know, so find a coach that can do that for you and give you feedback and work with you on these things. So like, yeah, it's really important to just work with a good coach and be in charge of the bell. You're in charge. And Nikki now does free 15 minute consults. So if you guys are interested in one meeting Nikki or two, finding out how she can maybe help you get more confidence with the kettlebell, she can do free 15 minute consults. And then, um, the cool thing is like work virtually or in person. Like yes. there's so much that you can do. And maybe after this, uh, not today, but we'll film the kettlebell exercises and post them on Instagram with this, uh, this episode. So yeah. thank you so much for being on Nikki. And thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. And as always remember little by little, a little becomes a lot. Even the smallest changes over time can lead to total mind and body transformation. I'd love for you to stay connected with at Dr. Kristen Oja and at stat wellness on Instagram. And if you have any questions, be sure to reach out. I'd love to hear from you.